And he also uh, made fans, he also made what I would call a Nobel Prize winning discovery. It was genius of him. He said this pain can become a conditioned response. It can become a pain habit, what I call pain habit, or even a pain addiction. Your body is using this to avoid the reality, just like drugs do. That was Fred Amir, and this is The Share Podcast. It's time for The Share Recovery Podcast, where we bring you amazing life-changing success stories from addicts and alcoholics all over the world who share their inspiring journey in recovery. And now, here's your host, O. Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Share Podcast. And today we have Fred Amir joining us on the show. And boy, are you guys in for a treat. Uh, Fred is the author of Rapid Recovery, a 12-step recovery plan for back and neck pain. And we did things differently on this episode. He basically coached me through these through the episode and showed me exactly what he does on a coaching call with one of his clients and how he helps them break through some of those barriers, especially when it comes to back pain. And I learned some incredible things about how the mind and body work together to protect us. And in many cases, what it does is it provides us with a certain amount of pain when we are no longer able to deal with the emotional baggage that we carry. So this was a super cool episode. Uh, I know you guys are going to get a lot out of it. Again, the name of his book is Rapid Recovery. It's a nine-step plan for back and neck pain. And you're probably going to have to listen to this episode more than once to grab all the golden nuggets that he drops along the way. Lots of wisdom, lots of experience, lots of knowledge shared with you today. Do yourself a favor, pick up the book. This episode of that book will change your life. You will never look at back and neck pain again the same after you listen to this episode. So without further ado, let's dive into Fred's episode. But first, a quick message from our sponsors. We are all addicted to something, money, success, food, drugs, alcohol, and even our problems. These addictions hold us back and prevent us from tapping into our greatness. My name's Omar Pinto, and I'm a life transformation coach, addiction recovery specialist, and lifestyle entrepreneur. I help people transform their business, family, and personal life every single day. So if you want to find out what's holding you back from living a life of fulfillment, success, and happiness, go to www.omarpinto.com and schedule a free consultation with me today. Today's episode is also brought to you by the SRC, the Share Recovery Community. The SRC is a private membership community that offers live online meetings, as well as peer-to-peer recovery, sobriety, support, and accountability. In the SRC, we meet you where you are at in your journey of recovery. The value of the SRC is an opportunity to develop beautiful friendships with people all over the world. But more importantly, to get the support that you need to get sober and stay sober. So whether you're looking to enhance your current recovery program or find your sobriety tribe, this is the fellowship for you. 
And to join the SRC, it's only $1 for the first month. And then after that, it's only $12 a month. It's the best investment you can make in your recovery. So to join the SRC, go to www.thesharepodcast.com. Go to the top of the navigation bar and click on the button that says Share Recovery Community. And join the Share Recovery Community for only $1 today. And if you haven't done so already, don't forget to leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It's one of the best ways to show your support for the podcast. And if you're looking for the best free recovery resource online and in Facebook, join us in our free private Facebook group, the Share Sobriety Network. Join us and get plugged in today. Are you looking for a new recovery-related podcast to add to your playlist? Then I have great news for you. The SRC has recently launched its first podcast titled The Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. In the SRC, the Share Recovery Community, we have some amazing online meetings every single day. And one of those is our Tao Recovery Meeting. In this meeting, one chapter of the Tao De Ching is discussed every week as to how it relates to recovery. The content is so good, we decided to share this meeting as a podcast. So go to your favorite podcast app and search for the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast to check this podcast out today. Hey, Fred, thanks for joining us. Hey, Omar. Great to be here. Love the work you're doing with Share. I think you're helping a lot of people and inspiring a lot of people. Great work. Thank you. Thank you. Um, to be honest, one of the things that inspire me the most is that the fact that so many of our listeners are struggling with pain and the solution is Oxycontin, fentanyl, and it's killing people, right? So actually, when I, when I read your bio and I read about what you did to overcome your back pains, I'm like, it's the kind of guy we need on the show. <laughs> all right, let's dive right in. So first of all, folks, we've got Fred Amir joining us on the Share Podcast. Fred is the founder and president of Health Solutions and the author of Rapid Recovery from Back Pain, the, a nine-step recovery plan. There's the book. All right. Uh, the Rapid Recovery Plan helped him recover immediately, rapidly, and completely from disabling pain and has helped readers around the world conquer their pain and disability in order to reclaim their lives. Whether it is going back to work, distance running, playing with their children, traveling around the world, or simply being able to bend down and pick up a pen, those who have recovered rapidly can tell you it has been nothing short of a miracle. That sound about right, Fred? It, absolutely. Okay, wonderful. All right, so folks, we're going to do things a little bit differently today. I'm going to let Fred take over. Um, he's got a way of kind of walking us through the process. Um, but somewhere in there, Fred, please make sure to tell us uh, this. And you could just start it off with that. Um, tell us about that story, like what I read about and what you were going through with the chronic pain and what led you to um, the Rapid Recovery Solution. Oh, definitely, definitely. You know, it's amazing. You go through something so difficult in your life, and I'm sure a lot of your listeners have, and you don't know what's going to happen at the end. You know, your life is in limbo. No one can help you. And and then you find a solution that only helps yourself, but helps a lot of people, as it did in your case. Yes. So, um, you know, what happened to me, uh, one day I woke up with this annoying back pain. I was like, 
where is this coming from? Um, I thought something happened a few weeks earlier, a few days, and you always hear about that. You know, somebody says, well, I went down to pick up a pen. I felt something, and later on, the pain came. So initially, I was like, okay, well, you know, a lot of people have back pain. I started ignoring it, and after a while, my wife kind of like, well, this is not going away. You should see a doctor. So I went saw a doctor. He gave me some exercises to do, and as I did, and the pain got worse, and two days later, I woke up to sciatica, which means my right leg was numb, no feeling. I thought maybe I had a stroke, and I'm like, where did this come from? You know, I, I was fine before I slept. Now I woke up to this thing. I tried to stand up, and I feel like uh, pins and needles all over, lie down again. And after a few days, it was better, but it was never gone. In fact, what happened is if I walked a minute or two, my right leg used to lock up. Oh. And I couldn't even bend it which made it very difficult to walk any measurable distance or go up the stairs. So uh, this became the pattern. So I would sleep after a while, you know, a few weeks or months, and wake up to some other kind of pain. Eventually, I end up with the sciatica in the left leg. Then I end up, you know, neck pain, shoulder pain, eye pain, foot pain, just all over. It wouldn't go away either. You get one, stays, the other one comes out. <laughs> Not good. No, then, terrible. Um, yeah, and the scariest part was I would wake up in the middle of the night. I couldn't feel my arms and hands. It was just like I pinch him, I hit him. It's like no feeling at all. So uh, what did all that mean in my daily life? meant basically I couldn't go anywhere. I had basically no social life. I could barely go up two steps because of all the pain in my knee and sciatic and back and all that. Um, I could barely write two lines or lift a glass of water to drink. We're talking completely disabled. And do you know what the most painful part of that was, Omar? That I had two beautiful toddlers. Oh, and I had to couldn't hold the babies. Because, you know, you have a daughter. You know, when they come and give you a hug, you're like, stay away. This is too painful. Oh, horrible. Yeah. And all of this, I was only 30 years old. So I was looking for a way out of this. I started going from one doctor to another, one specialist to another, even so I nationally known orthopedic surgeon and they diagnosed you you know hair needed this degenerated this fasciitis the whole list of stuff uh, but the treatment they gave me didn't really help much so you feel get a little better and some of them made my pain worse so i realized that what about you know, drugs do they prescribe drugs yes yes muscle relaxants uh, NSAIDs, uh, codeine uh, what else? Um, different kinds of painkillers uh, to help me. And the problem was they made me feel really out of my body. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I want to take the pain because I don't have pain and feel completely out of touch with life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And maybe that was a saving grace because I could have gotten addicted to some of them. Yeah, you're obviously not an addict because that's the thing that they actually enjoy. <laughs> Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> I went in for some back pain, took some medicine. It's like, oh my god, this is a solution. I don't feel this is it. anything. All my problems. Uh -huh. <laughs> totally. Okay, well, so not well, a, I not an addict. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. So, so yeah, I, I grew up around, around people who wanted to avoid problems rather than solve them, and I saw what happened, what it did to their lives. So I kind of grew up like, okay, whatever the problem is, I want to be at least be aware of what, where I am and who yeah. I am and how I can deal with it. So that's why I was like, you know, let me take more Advil or more Naproxen, whatever they gave me, than take the other stuff. Right. 
So, um, so anyway, uh, again, all these diagnoses, they don't know what's going on. But one thing I started noticing as I was studying this problem was I go to physical, physical therapy and I see all these other people with back pain who are in their 20s or 30s or 40s. And I'm like, why so many young people get this? Do you think you get old, you start having pain, but why so many young people get this? Then they were saying, and, and like, you have to have strong muscles. You know, your muscles are weak, okay? Weeks and months of physical therapy, pain isn't going away. And what happens in your sleep? When you, you know, I sleep, I woke up with all this pain. And I talk to other people with back pain or neck pain. They say, yeah, I'm fine. I sleep. I wake up. My neck is stiff or have this pain or that's when it comes. So what happens in our sleep? The other thing they were telling me is the way you sit, the way you move, the way you turn, it all has to be done in a certain way called known as good body mechanics. And if you do them the wrong way, you're going to have a lot of pain. I'm like, okay. So following what they were telling me, I was becoming almost like a robot move just like like very stiff the whole time. But then I saw people who never follow that, never have back pain. In fact, look at athletic, you know, look at professional athletes. Look at Olympic athletes. They ignore all of these things and they seem to be fine. And the other thing I notice is a lot of people I talk to who had back pain or neck pain or this kind of pain were nice people. Just like me. <laughs> I'm like Wow, not only nice guys finish last, they get all the pain too. <laughs> so there was no assholes. <laughs> I'm telling you, I was like, a few. okay. <laughs> That's so funny. when I ask these questions from doctors about, you know, why do I get the pain at night when I wake up? Why this and why that? They're like, eh, you know, that's how it's back things are. That's how these things are. And I'm like, they have no clue what they're doing. In fact, at some point, I stopped going to see doctors. Mm. I said, they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. They have no answers for these questions. And whatever they're doing doesn't really help me anyway. Mm -hmm. So I started doing my own research. And I found some very amazing facts that most doctors do not tell their patients. And it's something like when you learn this, you're like, oh, interesting. So first is the fact that According to the New England Journal of Medicine, most back pain cannot be given a definitive diagnosis. That means they don't really know. Actually, they say up to 85% of cases of back pain. So when they tell you your back wow. is due to, I know, that's what I said, is due to a herniated disc. When they tell you that's your back guess. is due to stenosis or whatever, they have no clue. Okay. That's what they guess. Best guess. It's a guess. Now, a government study of 10,000 cases of back pain found that surgery has a 1% success rate. Good Lord. I mean, it fails 99% of the time. Why did they do it? Now, Business Week did a study of what they call medical guesswork. It's an interesting article. You want to look it up online. They said that there are 325,000 spinal fusions are done every year, and there's no evidence for it. It's just guesswork. They just try it, it works for some people, doesn't work. Well, too bad if it didn't work for you. Meanwhile, you have a spine fusion, I'm a fused spine, so it limits your movements for the rest of your life. Not good. No. Not at all. So you have these treatments that don't really work, and it's the same with a like cortisone shot, like people say, Dr. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, yep. You know, three different studies have shown that it is no better than saline solution shots. 
And physical therapy, wearing those support belts, all of those things, studies have shown, don't make that much of a difference in treating back pain. So we have a list of treatments that don't really work. And the question is, why they don't work? So they do an MRI, they do an X-ray or a CAT scan, whatever. They find a herniated disc. They go in. They take care of that. Why isn't it going away? There's a simple answer to that. Most of the abnormalities they find in the back or in the neck or in the knee or the shoulder, whatever, are absolutely normal. Amazing, huh? Yes. They took 98 people from ages 20 to 80. They ran them through an MRI machine. They found these people who never had back pain ever had herniated disc, stenosis, spondylitis, you name the problem with the spine, they had it, never had back pain. Mm. And that's why these treatments don't fail because they're all focusing on what? The pain. The spine. Ah, That's okay. what's happening. Ah, okay, okay. I got you, got you. All right. The whole focus is the spine, yet there's nothing wrong there. You see, most of us, whether it's our lower back, which is L4, L5, L5, S1, L5, L4, L5, L5, S1, or in the neck, C5, C6, C6, C7, because we move it all the time, those areas are going to show some sort of a degeneration, of some sort of a herniation. Mm -hmm. And it's absolutely normal. Makes sense. Interesting. So when you look at the whole picture of how back pain is diagnosed and how it's treated, you find a system that's broken. Yes. And even, it's amazing, according to the American College of Physicians, this is the second largest association of physicians in the United States. In their 2011 Best practices advice. They say, do not do an MRI or CAT scan on people with back pain. Because the abnormality you find is normal. actually normal. Oh. <laughs> I mean, doctors are saying it. But you know how it is. Today, you go see your doctor and say, oh, wow, this is not going away. Well, okay, physical therapy, that's the shot, not going away. Okay, this is not MRI. Oh, you have something in there. We got to go in and fix it. Meanwhile, you're not getting any better. And then they recommend something that doesn't work. So this was the state, and this is the state of what's going on. So what I, I mean, uh, this is a big topic. We just spend an hour on it. But I would say is those who are interested in among your listeners, they can consult my book, Rapid Recovery from Back and Neck Pain. And I have a lot of this information in there. You can also go to fredamir.com. And there is there are two short videos I produced. These short videos are about what your doctor or the pain facts your doctor may not tell you. They can watch these two videos, and it goes through this uh, as it relates to back pain, neck pain, knee pain, shoulder pain, arm and hands. But believe me, it's the same story. It's the same thing. Treatments don't really work. And the reason is what they're looking at to fix is actually normal. Mm, mm. Makes sense. Got it. It makes sense. But if you don't know it as a patient, you're in pain. Oh, man, it's terrible. I am, so here I, I'm 47 yeah. years old. This first time I'm hearing this. Yeah. And it's so, good to know yeah. because mm-hmm. Absolutely. there are a lot of facts you're not told. And this is very important to know. But it makes sense. Oh. It makes sense yeah. because most people, that's the big problem. The problem is they get the surgery done. It doesn't work or it makes things worse or whatever the case may be. 
And then the yes. consumption of drugs increases. Exactly. Exactly. Case in point. Got because it. if from the beginning they tell them this is not an issue with your body, these treatments don't work. And as we talked about in a minute, we talked about the actual solution to this mm-hmm. that was discovered at New York University. But it's just knowing that saves so many issues. And as you said, after the surgery, when things don't work, what do they do? Refer you to a pain clinic. Yes. Nobody. Yeah. Yep. They, mm-hmm. Then they tell you you have a pain syndrome. Yeah, just, and we can talk about yeah, what the yeah, pain yeah. syndrome is and how to get out of it. Let me tell you what the sy- I'll tell you what the syndrome is. It's the cash syndrome. Yes. The money syndrome. MRI. MRI money. Surgery money. Okay. Pain pain uh what is it called? Pain therapy money. It's all it's it's the money's not in the solution. Yes. Yes. And and what I tried to do in my blog, if uh, it was interested, I talked about a lot of these uh, different kinds of ailments that are treated the same way, back pain, which is really uh-huh. not treated to be cured or diagnosed uh, incorrectly. And it just, as you said, it's it's a possible way of making a lot of money. Absolutely. Chronic pain is-, is the best way to keep people pain. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, and there are good doctors out there. We're not, you know, uh, going after everybody's after money. And and you can see their biggest association, one of the biggest associations saying, don't focus on abnormality. It's normal. It's not responsible for the pain. But again, you know, unfortunately, there is a system in place and that's how it's practiced. It's designed. Yes. Yes. All right. So let's dive into the solution, Fred. Solution. So here I was in pain, praying for some solution. Oh, God, help me, help me. <laughs> And I get the answer. I know. I get the answer in the mail. I was like, I'm looking everywhere for an answer. And he comes in the mail information about this doctor at New York University, Dr. John Sarno, who also noticed a lot of the treatments don't work. They're working on fixing things that are normal. And he said, what's going on here? Something's not working. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the first thing he noticed is when we heat the area that hurts, and we massage it, which means we increase the blood flow, there is improvement. Mm. Sometimes ice works better too. You know, you go out on a cold day and you see your nose turns red because when it's cold, your body sends more blood to the area to warm it up. Mm-hmm. So ice sometimes also works. So the point is, if you increase the blood flow to the area, it gets better temporarily. Mm-hmm. Because later when that effect is gone, pain comes back. So he thought to himself, what causes reduction of blood flow? Well, he said, let me take a look at other symptoms these patients have, other illnesses they've had in the past or have now. He found a lot of them have either a hay fever or some sort of a skin condition, a lot of gastrointestinal issues like IBS and colitis. Some of them have uh, issues like migraine headache, and a lot of these are known to be caused by tension, caused by depressed anger and rage. And he said, wait a minute, could back pain be another manifestation of being really angry about something? So he started to interview the patients. He said, what's going on in your life? Which is, of course, something that almost no doctor ever asks you because they only have 10 minutes, maybe 15 yep. What is it? Okay, let me open the hood. Oh, that's your problem. Okay, here's the pill. Out of here. Correct. So he asked his patients, what is going on in mm-hmm, your life? Mm-hmm. And they're like, 
well, you know, my boss is a jerk, but it doesn't bother me. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love well, it. I have teenage son. He's rebelling, and my teenage daughter is not coming home. My, you know, and it doesn't bother. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm swallowing yeah. this. So, so as he talked to them, he found that there are issues in their lives that's having a negative impact on them to such an extent creates a lot of anger, a lot of rage, but they don't feel it as much. So it shows itself in their body. Wow. So when they have all of this going on, that's what I said. Wow. Dude, you got my attention. Yeah. So it starts to manifest itself in a lot of ways, including back pain. Mm-hmm. And causes the reduction of blood flow to the muscles, causes pain, to the tendons, causes pain, to the nerves, causes numbness. Now, one example I'd like to give is, Omar, have you ever been stopped for speeding? Of course. Yes. And when you are being given that ticket, you may be sitting there nice and calm and smiling, but there could be a reduction of blood flow to your face and you turn pale. Mm. Think about it. So emotion of fear and anxiety is creating reduction of blood flow to your face. Mm-hmm. There are other things going on, of course. you got butterflies going on, your mm-hmm. palms are sweaty, and other things that can happen too. Simply De- because definitely some anger. Anger too. Yeah. <laughs> at, at yourself sometimes. Oh, I knew better. Why did they do that? Okay. And a lot of times with the officer. Okay. It's yeah. <laughs> it's been a long this time. It's been a long It's been a long time. It's been a long time. But I remember not being angry at me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dark cop. All right. So, yeah. anyway. Sorry. Go ahead. So, so what happens is the same way, just the fear of the situation causing that, all this anger and rage is causing all these changes in the body, but not immediately. He said sometimes it starts to happen later. Yeah, makes sense. Absolutely. Yep. So what was my reaction when I read about this? I'm like, nah, not me. You see... First of all, look at the extent of disability I had, all this pain. I'm like, how can all of this because I'm angry? I mean, yeah, I didn't get along with my wife and my parents put a lot of pressure on me, a lot of expectations. And being a father, of course, I put a lot of expectations on myself. So, but how could that cause all of this? The other thing is I took this psychology in my freshman year of college and I learned a lot about uh, the mind, the subconscious mind, how the mind works, how conditioned response works. You know, I've made a lot of changes in my life in terms of becoming positive, becoming confident, uh, being able to set goals, achieve goals. And I learned also in that class that those who are type A personality, they're the ones who are tense and upset and stressed out. And they get the heart attacks, they get the ulcers. And the last thing you want to be is tense person like that. So what I did, I worked a lot on, you know, deep breathing, relaxing, under stress, being in control and calm. So for me, when I read this stuff about depressed anger and rage causing all these things, I said, I don't really think so. But I was doing a lot of research and I thought, you know what? I'm going to study this because if it doesn't help me, you know, I love learning and teaching and helping other people. Maybe it'll help somebody else. So I said, okay. I started reading Dr. Sano's books, and uh, in there, as I read more and more, I'm like, oh, my God, it's answering all my questions. 
Question number one, why so many young people get this condition? Said, so, well, he says, you know, because they're under a lot of tension. In fact, this national survey shows that the majority of people with back pain are between ages of 25 and 49. Now, Omar, what happens between ages of 25 and 49 for most people? Get a job, get married, get a life. Exactly. Relationship tension, work-related tension, children responsibility, parents, all of these things come together between ages 25 and 49, and most people at that time start having back pain or neck pain or other things. He also says that when you sleep, your subconscious mind can start reducing blood flow. During the day, you're busy. I gotta work, I gotta do this, I gotta do this. Conscious mind is kind of suppressing it. But as soon as you sleep, your subconscious says, okay, now it's our turn. Let's reduce the blood. And the pain starts to show itself. Now, sometimes that happens at the end of the workday. Sometimes it happens on the weekends when you don't have to work. You're like, okay. Now I can let go and boom, it hits you. And I had personally my worst attacks on weekends. So that's the stuff this doctor talked about started to make some sense. Okay, all right, all right. So so basically it sh- I guess it it uh the stress releases more blood flow? It, it doesn't allow to show itself fully. For example, let me ask you, have you ever walked around and all of a sudden noticed that, oh, how did how did I cut on my finger? When did it get that? Yeah. That ever, ever happened to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you see there's blood. Like, when did that happen? You're so busy focused on getting your job, doing more yes. yes, whatever it is, that it doesn't allow itself to manifest itself. You're not paying attention to it. It's there. You're not paying attention to it. Right, right. Got but it. So you, you sleep, it, you wake up in the morning, you got nothing. To, you're not thinking about anything. You just wake no. up and you're like, oh. Yeah. Every or in the morning. middle of the night, in the middle of the night, it is really bad. In the middle of the night, you wake up and you can't feel your hands and arms. You're like, what? what's going on? I'm done. No, I don't get that. But every morning, I wake up and uh-huh. I'm thinking, I need to get a new pillow. I need to get a, you know, I need to get a new pillow. I need to sleep different. I need to do <coughs> every morning. It's like, oh, this pain in my neck. <coughs> ah. And then as the day goes on, I eat, <coughs> I wake up, I drink some water, I stretch. Right, I get myself, okay, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go, right? Get a little, yeah. prime myself for the day, and things start to, the, the blood flow, <laughs> now I recognize what I'm doing. I'm getting the, the blood flow going. I, I See, I love, this is great. See, I don't even have to read, and I'm getting all the information. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> keep going, point. keep going. I, I, yeah, this is good. Okay, okay. 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 I, I drank some water, it's stuck in my throat, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 but now, now it all makes, yeah, now it makes sense. Now I'm understanding, yes. right, that the blood flow is mm-hmm. is completely like chill, right? I'm sleeping, blood yeah. flow comes down, wake up in the morning. So everything mm-hmm. that is painful, just there it is. That's when it shows up. Yeah. Got yeah, it. that's true. Absolutely true. Okay. So he also says part of the reason this pain comes is to protect you from dealing with what's making you angry. Oh. So it's a defense mechanism. Love it. Love it. It just protects you because if you're busy with this pain, you're not going to get into an argument with your spouse. Oh, I have this pain. You know, it's in a way, I don't want to say cop out, 
But that's, you know, one of the reasons it just keeps you away from... But it's a defense. Your- it's a defense it's mechanism. Defense. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Exactly. So he said if you pay, it was to get your attention, it was to keep you busy. That's why, you know, before I saw a doctor, I had this pain for many months, and it was just like, eh, it's a back pain. I'm not worried about it. As soon as I see a doctor, I got the sciatica, more doctors, the other sciatica, got worse and worse. So if part of the reason is to get your attention, and if you become used to it, if you come like, okay, I have this pain, I'm not worried about it, but your tension level goes up, more things you get angry about it, the pain starts to go somewhere else. And that's scary. Because if you have back pain moves up to your neck, you have neck pain goes down your arm, like, wait a minute. Oh my God. It's taking over. Something more serious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of course, when you go in, that's when they say, oh, it's going down your arm. We got to do an MRI. And then they find a disc. You're going, oh, I was not doing that bad. Now I need to have surgery. It gets worse. So, and he also uh, made fans, he also made what I would call a Nobel Prize winning discovery. It was genius of him. He said this pain can become a conditioned response. It can become a pain habit, what I call pain habit, or even a pain addiction. Your body is using this to avoid the reality, just like drugs do. This is avoid brilliant. dealing with your problem. Brilliant. So your body's keeping you down because that's what that keeps you from bigger trouble. Yep. Yep. So now being a conditioned response, just like Pavlov dogs, if you rang the bell, their mouth starts to water. In this case, if you sit down, the pain comes. Sometimes right away, sometimes in 10 minutes. And that made me wonder, like I would say initially I was not too bad, but after five, 10 minutes, the pain would get worse. The clockwork. I'm like, what's going on here? And the other thing he said is that a lot of people who get this kind of pain, they are nice people. <laughs> they are, yeah, they are perfectionists. Mm. I didn't do it right. Oh my God, this is terrible. Um, you know, they're very self-critical, very conscientious people, and they're not empathizers. You know what they are, Omar? Tell me. Sympathizers. They mm. feel your pain. Man. Oh yeah. They feel your pain. Oh, and they actually do. So after I read all this, I had answered all my questions. I'm like, oh my God, now I know because all this stuff that I couldn't stand led me to have back pain, leg, knee pain, foot pain, sciatic. I just couldn't stand them, you know? Then as my health got worse, I couldn't take care of my responsibility as a uh, father, as a husband. I could feel the burden on myself on my shoulders. So my shoulder and neck started hurting. And, and when I couldn't handle it anymore, my arms and hands start hurting. Dude, that's yeah. crazy. It's well, It was a just perpetuating more pain because every yeah. negative emotional state right would add a new it would create yes. m- new pain in the body so first yes. it starts with the sciatica and then i'm angry about the sciatica right and i'm not mm-hmm. able to perform the way that i normally do and i'm frustrated yeah. about not being able to perform because i'm a perfectionist right so mm-hmm. i'm not doing things perfectly i'm not being a good father i feel the burden on my shoulders my neck starts cranking up right i can't handle it and my oh Wow, yeah. just creepy. Yeah, in fact, the pain you have 
could very well be a reflection of how you see the situation. Absolutely. In fact, I didn't want to yeah. see the situation anymore. I started having eye pain. <laughs> this is brilliant. So understanding this relationship between how our mind sees it and how it shows up in our body. You yeah. Know? If you're really mad at someone, you want to yell at them, and it's happened to be your boss, you don't want to lose your job, you can end up with TMJ. And I had TMJ for many years before I had my back pain. What's TMJ? It's a tender mountain. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's your mandibular joint here. Okay. Right yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, right okay. there, right there, right okay. there. You know, and, and some people get, uh, you know, they can't face the situation. They get Bell's palsy. You know, their face becomes, it looks like as if they had a stroke, actually. But it's is not this, a stroke. It's just, is this, real quick question. Is this similar yes. to like when somebody gets diagnosed with polio? Because polio, is it polio or is it? No, 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 no. What's the one that Michael J. Fox has? Oh, Parkinson's. Parkinson's, where you have yeah. like some sort of like that. Is mm. that, could that be, could that also be some a manifestation of anger or, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I just was curious because that is something yeah. that is a body it's 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 a condition, right? But it's a it's right. a it's a right. muscular issue. It's a you know joint issue. Could it be something related to anger? You know, there is practically you know we are not a separate mind, a separate body. It's all together. That's why this is known as a mind body syndrome. Okay. They're all together. You know, I, I tell people this is what your grandmother used to tell you. You know, a happy heart is a healthy heart. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. Is it you know, there is a relationship. How much of that Parkinson's is physical? How much of is mental and emotional? Right. Uh -huh. But we know people, they go through some amazing emotional, what I call peak state, and they come out and they get cured from many different conditions. Okay, okay. You know, yeah. there's a great book called Radical Remissions by Dr. Kelly, I believe, uh, where, where uh, she, she found people who recover from cancer. And a good part of that has to do with where you are emotionally and how by, you know, really, really getting to a point where you're at a emotionally healed, cancer also got healed. Mm. So again, yeah, 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 yeah. Are, yep, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. So there are many, many factors into it. So what I, if any of your listeners interested, I have a blog post. It's called Why You Hurt Where You Hurt. And that's where they can kind of read the different things I, I, I put as a reflection of what's going on in your mind and how it affects your body. Beautiful. It's very helpful to understand that. So now, how do you treat this thing? Well, Dr. Sarno says, number one, knowledge therapy. You're going to know what it is. Number two, realize this is a nasty pain, but it's harmless. You start to get moving, start to become active, and realize, you know, stop all physical treatments for it because you don't want to focus on it. And within two to six weeks, you will see improvements and they may eventually go away. That's crazy. Yeah. And I said to myself, I had this pain for 25 months. 25 months of not being a full person, not being able to really play with my children, not to be able to pursue my dreams. I wasn't going to wait another minute. What do you mean two to six weeks? And then you're not sure how it's going to happen. Come on. <laughs> so I said, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I 
had studied, as I said, enough about the mind, the subconscious mind, how conditioning works, how you could break your condition response and replace it with good condition response or good habits. And I thought, you know, I felt I had a pretty good chance if I combined what I knew with the techniques used by Olympic athletes for peak performance, because to perform at their best, they have to communicate with the subconscious mind. I said, you know, it could be a good chance to get out of this very quickly. So I started to design my program, which we'll go over after where I, I explain what it did for me, and I'll put you through it, and I hope it'll help all your listeners to also recover rapidly, was that as I start to apply it, I was able to go from sitting about 15, 20 minutes to more than an hour with no problem. I was able to immediately start to bend down. I could pick up stuff. I mean, my wife, my kids were like, Dad, you can do that now. I said, oh, yeah, this is on its way. We're getting there. So I was able to walk without shoes in the house because my legs were so sensitive. I also had shoes on. Uh, I was I started doing that. The next day, I went to the mall shopping. The same leg, the right leg used to lock up. I couldn't bend it. No problem. No problem at all because of all the mental work I had done the day before. In two days, the same legs that couldn't go up two steps went up 17 steps. In two weeks, I carried both my children, each one weighing over 40 pounds. And in four weeks, I started taking karate lessons. <laughs> I can't believe oh. it, man. I can totally I get it. You, like, I was in, I'm ready to live. I'm ready to live. It was like a miracle. For yeah, me. Like, totally. This is, this is what Dude. I trained for. This yeah, is what yeah. I got. And I used to say, no, I saw a guy walking down the street limping. I, I, I parked my car, got out of the car. I said, let me tell you this. This is this. Is, this is. He said, well, I was born with the limping. Okay, sorry about that. I didn't mean to bother you. But I was excited about telling everybody. I started to talk to people I knew. I started doing seminars, coaching. I wrote Rapid Recovery from Back and Neck Pain, which will celebrate its uh, 20th uh, year of publication this uh, coming April. 20 years? And 20 years. Yes, sir. This was 20 years ago? Actually, in my case, it was 25 years ago. Wow. Yeah. I'm so How old are you, man? I am, uh, by some accounts, 57. Wow. Wow. Okay, guys. Yeah, I'm definitely going to post this video. You guys got to see him. This guy is 57 years old. Looks younger than me. <laughs> 25 so, years. Wow. Okay. Let's go. Yes, sir. And then um, I, you know, and thank God, you know, I, I, people who read the book, I get emails from Australia, from Amsterdam, from around the world, who people who read it, who recovered, or when I'm coaching people. Um, they, uh, on Skype, I do it on the phone as well, but on Skype, they sometimes bring their son or daughter and say, Doc, this is the man who helped your dad or mom be able to play with you. And believe me, as, as a man who had his little kids when I was going through this, that's the greatest reward. Just oh. to see people get back into their life and feel better, which is wonderful. Yes. Yes. So, Miracle. Are you ready to design your own rapid recovery plan? Yes. You are. Perfect. I'm ready. I need a star volunteer for this. So uh, will you volunteer? Yes. Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. Very, very good. So the very first thing you want to understand about this, the pain is caused by tension, which is repressed anger and rage. So that's number one. So we need to push back against that. And number two, because of condition response. 
Both of these re reduce blood flow and cause pain or numbness. So as long as we deal with these two, very logical, very simple, nothing crazy, then you are starting to see results. So the people who know who are trained to deal with anger and rage in a positive way because they have a competition coming up, they're Olympic athletes, and they cannot go into a competition going like, oh, I had a fight with my spouse. What should I do with this today? Oh, no, my daddy hit me when I was little. I can't do this today. <laughs> they can't. They can't perform. Right? No. But they've got to train themselves how to be peak state, peak state. strong, powerful, yes. go forward and get it done. So the very first thing is have what I call rapid recovery outcomes. These are outcomes or results that really motivate you, really excite you by getting well. Because all that excitement, enthusiasm, energy, it gets you to push back all the anger and rage and increase blood flow. Now, what do Olympic athletes look forward to? What's the main outcome they want from the competition? Win. Win, but what do they get? The gold or a medallion gold or a traffic. Okay, gold medal. Okay, gold medal. They get the gold medal. They, right. they focus on it. They live it. They have maybe pictures of it all over. Right. They are living that gold medal. Of course, sponsorships help and, uh, you know, being proud, <laughs> source of pride from all the family relatives. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. also there. So, but these are the things that makes people excited about recovery. Now, you told me about your neck. So, what would you be excited about? If uh, as your rapid recovery outcome, tell me. Well, wake up without neck pain. Wake up pain free. Okay. okay, let me write it down. Wake up pain free. Okay. Anything else that you'd be really excited, like, wow, I'm going to do that. Perfect. It'd be great. Uh, join a CrossFit gym. CrossFit gym. Okay. Cross, going to, CrossFit to be honest, I, I want to do CrossFit, but I'm afraid. Mm -hmm. I'm afraid that, like, I already have some neck pains and back pains and this kind of thing. And it's nothing yeah. severe. It's nothing where mm -hmm. it prevents me from doing things in my life, but it's there. And I'm thinking, what if, what if I hurt myself there? What if it gets mm -hmm. worse? Right. Okay. So let's keep going. All right. So yes. Okay. CrossFit. CrossFit. Beast. You get excited. Beast. You get excited. Okay, what's next? Give me another one. Can you think of? Um, shit, more energy. Having more, give me more specific, and I want it to be physically challenging. Okay, okay. Um, uh, gosh, uh, public speaking. Public speaking. Uh, when will you get a chance to do that? Shoot, that's a good question, man. I'm working on. But it's, it's good to, to shoot for. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess we need something a little bit closer. Would, would be nice. Uh, weight loss? Well, that would be exciting. Let me give you an example. For example, if you say, you know what? If I go and lift like 50 pounds, I get excited. Uh, if you say, you know, I, I, I'm not doing any, I mean, the CrossFit is a good example. What I did for myself, I said, you know what? I'm going to carry my children. But only 40 pounds or so. Then, uh, your daughter's a teenager. Don't you carry your daughter? Dude, I can't uh, lift her. I know, I know. That's going to be hard. <laughs> Plus, she doesn't want me to pick her up. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Not even from school. 
Don't pick me up, Dad. I'll Ooh. go myself. Just kidding. How about how about uh, how about the ability to do fifty burpees? Fifty, good for you. Oh, you like Joe Polish, huh? All right. Yes, yes, exactly. That's who I got it from. That's f- read my mind, man. Perfect, perfect. Okay, now part of the reason you have this beautiful, wonderful, exciting uh, outcome for you is number one at the subconscious level when you're excited about something. Let's say you go on a vacation. Uh huh. You notice if you go on a vacation, like when you were going to UPW, first of all, yeah. you wake up before the alarm. You're like, I'm going, man. It's yeah. exciting. Yes. Second of all, you have all this energy you didn't have the day before. Yes. See? On the subconscious level, lots goes on. All you got to do is consciously give it reasons and goals and outcomes that it wants to be excited. So that's what you're doing. And that's the kind of excitement you'll have towards recovery. But here's the other thing. If you're going on vacation or you were going to UPW and you're like, man, on the way, you have a flat tire. You stop. You say, I'm not going. No. You keep going. You change the flat tire. Leave the car. Yeah, leave the car. <laughs> leave the, I'm going to UPW. I don't care what. <laughs> yeah, or, 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 the, or the flight is canceled or delayed. You say, I don't care. I'm going to find a way yeah. to fight to get there. So as you go through your recovery, there's going to be good days at the beginning and some bad days because your subconscious is trying to struggle, hold on to this thing. That's kind yes. of an addiction. Yes. So hold yes. on to this. Yes. You're going to have good days and Condition, bad days. The conditioned response. Yes. So you want to have something so exciting that says, I don't care about this pain. I don't care about whatever it is. I'm going to keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. I'm going to break through this barrier and keep moving forward. So that's why these outcomes got to be exciting, got to be, give you a lot of energy. So that's one thing. Got it. Got it. Okay. They have, they have to have enough anticipation. Right. Right? right, that you're excited, that you yes. wake up about it, you're thinking about it. It's like, okay, I got to do whatever it takes to get here. Got it. Right, right. And I and I tell you, I've coached people from Singapore to South Carolina, from uh, London to Los Angeles. And one of the first things when I talk to them about this, they say is, you know, I haven't had anything to look forward to for a very long time. Mm. And that's the reason wow. you know, all this tension yeah. builds up. Right. Exactly. Constantly, you have yeah. to constantly have things to look forward to, to be excited about. You know, I like what Sylvester Stallone one time said. He said, you know, dreaming is free. Dream. <laughs> Dream. It's okay. Keep dreaming about bigger things. Whether you achieve them or not, it's not the issue. Have big dreams. Keep thinking about them. And you never know. It may come true. You know, True. one of my dreams was to help people around the world get better. And here I am doing it. Here you are hey, doing it. Yep. That's what happens. So step one, create a lot of exciting enthusiasm. Which yes. You have to be yes. Number two is what I call your rapid recovery mindset. Mm-hmm. You have the mindset that you are going to recover. I don't know if you ever heard of Norman Cousins. No. Have you heard of him? Okay. He was editor of Saturday Review. He came back from a trip through the uh, Soviet Union way back in the 70s. He came down with a severe disease that he was told would never recover. There's a chance one in a million for people who recover from this. And he did the math. He did the analysis. He said, you know what? I was under a lot of stress during that trip. Could all be from stress? So he started, first of all, he set his mind, I'm going to be that one out of a million who's going to recover from this. And I'm going to 
completely reverse the stress by watching Marx Brothers movies. I'm going <laughs> to laugh and laugh. I'm going <laughs> to watch. So he started laughing. He started watching movies that make him laugh. I mean, we're talking very aching laughter. And he started taking a lot of vitamin C. He recovered completely. And he was offered the job at UCLA Medical School as an adjunct professor to do research. Amazing. Yes. So yes. your mindset means a lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what we're going to do here, make sure you keep that mindset that you're going to recover. So the number one thing is the words you say to yourself and the power of words. Yeah, the language. Yes. So the first thing I'm going to ask you, uh, Omar, just to understand the power of words. Uh, when I say the word vacation, ice cream, fun, how does that make you feel? Good. Good. How about the words like pain, problem, stress? How do I make you feel? Now you're killing me. I know. Just saying it. Just saying it. Just. I feel it in my back. I feel it in my throat and it's drying up. So let's let's go back. Let's go back to pineapple, Uh chocolate, ice cream, beach, vacation. This is the power of words. And I'm saying this now, and I I hope you listeners will pay attention to the words they say to themselves all the time. Now, what do Olympic athletes do before a competition? They say things like, I'm going to win. I'm strong. I'm powerful. I'm going to have fun in this competition. Whatever works for them to help them perform better. You are here trying to perform well as a person who's going to get rid of your pain. So in this case, what kind of words would you say? I had people say things like, I'm strong and powerful. I will conquer this pain. I'm going to win over this pain. Um, Whatever comes to your mind that shows you're strong, your power, you're unstoppable. I am strong. I am... I am able to clear the pain. I'm able to remove the pain with my mind. Okay, so subconscious can understand only a few words. It's just like okay. a small child. Okay. But you want to be clear, succinct, and as if you're issuing an order. Okay. Okay. Uh, I am pain-free. I am pain-free. Okay. Very good. Okay, I'm pain free. I'm I'm confident. I'm strong. I'm confident and strong. I'm happy. And strong. And of course, you want to gear it towards making sure your mind understands this means you're getting rid of the pain. Okay. So it could be I'm happy and pain free. Ah. I'm confident and strong. I'll get rid of this pain. You can have one or two or three. You can always change it. I'm confident, strong, and pain-free. Very good. I love it. I love it. This is perfect. This is perfect. Let's stick with this one. I like that. I like that a lot. I'm confident and strong. I'm confident. I'm strong. I'm confident, strong, and pay-free. Perfect. Confident, strong, and pain-free. Very good. Okay, so I'm confident, strong, I'm pain-free. That's one. Number two is the power of images we have in our mind. What images come to our mind? Think about it. If you think dealing with this pain, you are a lion, you're going to have a different attitude than if you think you're an ant. (laughs) Right? 
Yes. You see, Olympic athletes go in feeling strong. I yes. went in thinking, I went in thinking I'm Rocky the boxer. I'm gonna beat this pain. I'm gonna fight it and I'm gonna bam, 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 beat it and win. So for yourself, you say, what I what, what would I be? Now I have people who say, I'm Wonder Woman, I'm Batman Superman, I'm Mount Everest, I'm a charging horse. What comes to your mind that if you are that? And it could be something from your past, like I was great athlete in college, I was in competitive store, uh, sport, that gives you that energy, that feeling that you can fight this thing. The Rock. You're The Rock. I'm The Rock. Okay. Dwayne Johnson. I'm The Rock. I'm a beast. Go for it. Perfect. All right. I am The Rock. So... I'm, I'm confident, strong, and pain-free. I'm the rock. Very good. The third is how you hold your body. Very important. Physiology. Yes. Please go ahead. I want you to go ahead and stand up, please. All right. Let's move the camera. Right. Okay. Here we go. I want you to put your arms up, all the way up. Hold your head high. Big smile. Big smile. I want you to feel depressed without changing anything. You feel depressed? No. Oh, sound like it. No. <laughs> no, your body says this is not a body of depressed person. Okay, put your arms down. Arms down now. Rope your shoulder, your head down, frown. And be happy. I'm excited. You can't. It's hard. Very okay, hard. Go back up. I don't want you to be depressed. Go back up. Arms up. Big smile. Repeat after me. I'm I'm confident. I'm confident. I'm strong. I'm strong. And I'm pain-free. And I'm pain-free. Fantastic. Okay, go back to your seat, please. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. So what happened is they did a study at Harvard Business School. Dr. Amy Cuddy, he did a study. He noticed that some of the students are like, no, they don't talk in class. They're very docile. They're very shy. But those who talk, they hold their body really big. He said, wait a minute. What if you just act like that? What happens? So they found that if you make yourself big, like put your arms up like that or get in a fighting position or put your hands around your uh, waist, whatever, for two minutes, you hold it for two minutes, you increase your testosterone level and it causes your uh, cortisol levels to go down. Ah, yes. you're awake. Yeah. And he found that if you do this before a job interview, before public speaking, before even a serious talk with someone in the family, you perform a lot better. So what we did here, now we're doing in a minute, is more than that. You're changing the way you talk to yourself, what image you have in your mind, and your body. At the University of California, San Francisco, they had clinically depressed people hold what they call their smile, what they call smile therapy, for 20 minutes a day for two weeks. So you it just, so you, difficult. so for 20 minutes, you just do this? Yeah. So sometimes you say, put the, put the, uh, hold the pen between your teeth. So you're forced to do this. Uh, I could do that so for 20 that, minutes. These muscles get tired easy, believe me, if you haven't done it. No. But what happens is they found that with, after two weeks, the chemistry in their brain actually changed. They're happy enough Love to get it. off medication. Love it. There are easier ways to be happy and get rid of depression. So now you have what we call the three steps of the rapid recovery mindset. Okay? 
Beautiful. Beautiful. So it's before, easy. That's the best part. It's simple. I'm telling you, it starts to work because I had people who couldn't sleep at night do this. They sleep all night without pain. I had people who had other issues. They start doing this and the other symptoms go away. Yes. So for yourself, I'd like to go ahead to go ahead and stand up, please. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going ahead of myself. Choose a power pose. What do you want it to be? Oh, we'll do the Superman power pose. Okay. We're standing like this. Stand like perfect. Okay. Superman power pose. Perfect. Okay. Please get up. Okay. Get into your Superman power pose. Very good. Hold on. Let's just. And then, yeah. Okay. Now close your eyes and once you become Superman, I want you in your mind really, really become Superman. Feel very, very strong. And now as you become Superman, I want you to become the rock. Big smile, fantastic. You're powerful, strong. Start to feel maybe even some goosebumps, feel something happening inside. As you feel it, I want you to say, I'm confident. I'm confident. And strong. I'm strong. And pain-free. And pain-free. I am confident. I am confident. I am strong. I am strong. I am pain-free. I am pain-free. And I will conquer this pain. And I will conquer this pain. And I will go to CrossFit. And I will go to CrossFit. And I'll be doing 50 burpees. And I'll be doing 50 burpees. Because I am confident. Because I am confident. I'm strong. I'm strong. And I am pain-free. And I am pain-free. Love the energy. You did fantastic. Now, 10 times, I want you to punch the pain. Punch 10 times. Punch 10 times. Man, One, two, yeah. three, four, five, ooh, six, ooh, seven, ooh, eight, ooh. nine, ten. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Ah. Amazing. High five. Fantastic. High five. High five. Very good. Amazing. <laughs> Very good. Okay. This is what I call by creating a lot of excitement, positive energy, enthusiasm, because now you have this beautiful outcome you're looking at, and you have this energy that maybe you didn't apply yourself as much before. Now your body was like, whoa, wait a minute. Your mind was like, wow, all of this is happening, so I stopped the pain. Whoa. So think yeah. that thing. I got no pain. There he goes. Yeah, and yeah. I, my blood, I'm all sweating and I'm all red, <laughs> so I must have more blood flow. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, when I first tell people about this, they get like, you're kidding me. That's kind of silly. When they do it, though, they feel great. Now, Christopher Abraham, one of my readers in Canada from uh, Toronto, for seven years, he had pain and numbness in his hands. He was diagnosed with repetitive stress injury, RSI. He was a computer programmer, which is not a good thing to have. He was a pianist. He could have played the piano. So he read this in my book and he started doing it. He said, I thought this stuff was so silly. But every time I did it, my pain got less mm -hmm. and I felt better. Yes. And yes. eventually doing this stuff, he recovered completely. And you can read his story in the testimonial section of my uh, website. So the stuff works. And I say, you know, when something works, just do it. Just do it. Don't argue. It can't hurt. Yes. It can't hurt. Just, you know, don't do it while you're shopping at the mall, but you want to do it. Oh, yeah. It's so, simple and it's free. 
Yes. Now well, we just did here. Yeah. yeah, as you walk in, keep telling yourself, I'm strong, confident, I'm strong, I'm pain-free, I'm going to beat this thing, I'm going to conquer this pain. Keep programming your mind <clears throat> instead of keep saying, oh, man, this pain never go away. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm old. Oh, this feeling. I'm going to hurt myself. No. Okay? So these two give you the tools to create a lot of positive energy to push back the pain. Now we're going to talk about the condition response. Now, condition response, as I said, is like a bad pain habit the body has developed. To some extent, it's even an addiction to this pain. Yes. Now, what happens if you don't do it properly and decide to immediately leave this pain or ignore it? It can come back with a vengeance. When I had my pain for 25 months, I tried. Tried to ignore it, tried to go, and my body said, "Uh uh-uh, without the proper mental understanding and attitude, Mm -hmm. it's going to come back. So what happens when you first decide you're going to stop either your sugar addiction and don't do anything sugary or stop something you're addicted to, whether it's cigarettes or drugs, whatever. You say, okay, I'm not going to have it. What happens? You think about it. You think about it. Think about it. And then the cravings come. Then the cravings come. Ah, that's the tough part because that's where subconscious and also if there's chemical dependence, it's a different story, but it starts to pull you in. Well, when you start saying, I'm not going to pay attention to this pain. I'm not going to have this pain to focus on my life. I'm going to keep pushing against it slowly and steadily every day. The pain goes like, oh, yeah, we're going to come back even harder because we want you to do this. Otherwise, you're going to deal with that issue with your spouse, uh-huh. your boss, uh-huh. your teenage kid. Yes. That's waiting out there. That's yes. more scary. So the pain starts to come back. And that's when you have to say, you know what? It's only reduction of blood flow. And that's when, as soon as I read that in Dr. Sano's book, I'm like, oh, it's just reduction of blood flow. So I sat down. Initially, when I sat with all this pain and sciatica, my buttocks started to hurt. I would start feeling this pain about 15, 20 minutes. It would get so bad, I had to get up. I just didn't dare to sit. This time I sat down, I said, I'm going to observe this pain. See, Instead of going about it from a place Love of it. anxiety Love it. and worry, I said, I'm going to go about it from a place of confidence and peace. Now I had the knowledge. I didn't have to be afraid anymore. Knowledge is power. I sat and I said, I'm going to observe. It's just reduction of blood flow. After about 15, 20 minutes, that pain went into my tailbone. You ever had tailbone pain? Mm. You don't want tailbone pain. I don't think it's so. A, it's a burning 15 out of 10 pain. It hurts so bad. Now, I used to get this if I was in a situation I couldn't get up. And then I would just, uh, so usually I would get up, I sit, I would take Advil, whatever, just to kill the pain. Because part of me was afraid with all these other issues, I might actually become like maybe uh, disabled for life. And right. Paralyzed. So, but I didn't do anything this time. I said, I'm going to observe it. Got worse, got worse, got worse. Then it went away. Then my front and my knee started to hurt. And that's exactly mm. what usually hurt. I'm like, well, that's interesting. It's moving around. And then I started having pain in front of my neck. I had pain in the back of my neck or the side of my neck, never the front of my neck. I started to smile. That was a smile of victory. I said, oh, it's just reduction of blood flow. By then, I had sat more than an hour. See, when you do it slowly and carefully, you notice that it starts to actually 
not be so scary. But at the same time, could it be? Well, yeah, I'm just going to ask the question, right? Sure. I'm focusing on the the pain comes, and I just decide that I'm going to sit and observe. Right. Okay. So okay. So I feel this pain down here. What's that all about? What is this fa- pain I'm feeling? What is this mm-hmm. thing? And as I focus on it, is it actually sending blood flow into that area? Starts to reduce somewhere else, and blood starts to go there. Now, what you were doing right now, maybe the, your listeners may not be able to see it, but what happened is you were wriggling. Yeah. Yeah. That's a sign you're giving into the pain. Ah. That's when you're paying attention to it because normal people who have no pain, they just sit, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You see? You have to show your subconscious you are in control of the pain, not the pain in control of you. Every time you give into it, every time you modify you wiggle, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time you go, yeah. Every time you go like ah, 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 you are giving into the pain, letting it control you. So it's a lot of mental stuff going That's on. That's what I was about to okay. control. I'm confident. Mm-hmm. I'm in charge. I'm strong. I'm not going to let this run my life. So I was sitting in charge. Let the pain, let the subconscious, reduction of blood flow, do whatever it wants. I didn't move. I didn't get scared. Nothing. Uh-huh. I said, do whatever you want. Bring it on. I'm ready. Without moving? No moving. Okay. No. Just observed it, felt it yeah. like, just like, okay, so it's here now. So let it just be there. And then eventually yeah. it would dissipate and move somewhere else. Exactly. What I was doing is build my own confidence. You know, first you learn a topic. You see, you say, well, it sounds really good. But when I put it to practice, what's going to happen? So what I was doing throughout this, uh, and it's in chapter four of my book, which is kind of day to day, how I recovered as a blueprint. Where you go like, oh, this is what's happening here. Just building my confidence step by step. If I tell you right now, go to CrossFit and start working, I'd be crazy. You're not ready. You're just learning. You're not building confidence. You might, you know, you might pick up some weight. You may do some shoulder presses, something. You go like, oh, you know. So I was step by step going forward. Oh, now I can sit. Wow. Hey, not a problem. I did the same thing with Sadika. Start walking with no shoes, but on carpet. It was burning like crazy at first because he didn't want to let go. But as I walked more and more, not giving up, start to let go. Then I said, okay, let me step into the kitchen. There is no carpet, less cushion. Hmm, I can do that for a few seconds. Again, tomorrow more. So it's a step-by-step process. I think Alan Matheson's story from Weymouth, Massachusetts is very telling. He was 70 years old. He could. Uh, he started having back pain, sciatica in his both legs. He couldn't hold his balance. He had to wear it, use a cane to walk. He went, they did MRI. They said, oh, man, you got herniated this. You got a stenosis, which is a narrowing of the spine. You're going to need two operations. But they couldn't schedule it for, for about a month. So he was, meanwhile, he learned about my book. He started to design his plan. So he said, you know what? The hardest thing for me is going upstairs. I had to hold on to the banister. Even then, it was very painful. So he's going for the first day, but just to go one step. And he said, every day I'm going to go an extra step, and hopefully in one month I can go two steps at a time. So first day he goes out there, Monday morning, one step, severe pain. He's like, okay, that's enough for the first day. Doing that alone, told his subconscious mind, this guy means business. Next day he went, 
First step, painful, not as bad as the day before. Second step, horrible pain. He said, you know what? I'm not giving up. Third step, no pain. Just no pain. Like, whoa, no pain. And the rest of it, he went up two steps at a time. Because once you're onto the subconscious mind, what it's doing, depending on your situation, on your personality, and how well you practice these techniques, amazing stuff starts to happen. Unbelievable stuff starts to happen. It does. It's beautiful. So let me ask you this, because here's mm-hmm. the thing. Like, right now, all my pain is all minimal, right? And it makes a lot of sense, because when I was at my other job, I can't tell you how many doctor's visits I went to, how many chiropractors, how many hormone therapy. I mean, like, blood tests, and I mean, the stress was through the roof. And so my body was just trying to get me to stop. Okay, so I get all Mm -hmm. that. But now I'm in a different place where Mm -hmm. it's all very manageable. What what about someone like yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So the first thing, so I get, so if we backtrack, you're in all this pain, you read this book, you recognize that you're, you know, the anger's just been building up. First it was angry about one thing, and then I'm just angry about this pain, and then I'm angry about the next pain, and then I'm, you know, it's just this, I'm angry about not being able to take, so now I recognize, okay, so now I'm trying to identify the pain, I mean the anger, correct? Is that the very, is that the very first step? Okay, good question, good question. Um, I will answer that after we finish the design. Okay, all right, sorry, okay, yeah, yeah. I'll let you wrap it all up. Yeah, those are the things we're going to deal with. We're okay. going to talk about it. Definitely, definitely. Uh, very good question as well, because it comes up from a lot of people. People say, am I normal? I'm getting all these things, you know? So so we get, we get to that. Okay, definitely. okay, okay, okay. Definitely. So now you have two ways of really creating a lot of excitement. And yes. we talked about condition response. You've got to break it. The reason we talked about that is because now we're going to set some goals. Okay. You're going to set some short-term goals. The idea behind those goals is to get you moving, get you challenged, whatever hurts, and keep moving forward. Now, some of that pain you have may be due to tension. Others may be due to condition response. As long as you understand the pain is harmless and keep moving forward, I do recommend make sure you've been to a doctor, you don't have cancer, you don't have an infection, you don't have some serious stuff going on, which is found to be 0.5%, and less than 1% of cases of at least for back pain or neck pain. But it's, you know, running the mill, you know, you got a disc here or you got muscle strain, whatever. But you want to be sure that you set those goals to move forward. For myself, again, walk more, sit more, drive easier, be able to sleep without like pillows between my legs. I mean, yeah. all kinds of little things, you know? So for yourself, what goal would you set as something that's a start? It could be wake up with no neck pain. That's yes. the one of them. Yes. Okay, you want Even, that? Yeah, absolutely. I, that's huge. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Neck pain okay. is, that's my thing. That's my jam. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, so wake up, no pain. Okay. And then what I want to know is pick something physical that you can do that helps you get closer to doing burpees or something else that right now you may be a little hesitant to do it. Nothing too drastic, 
but something simple, you know, for people back in, I tell them, you know, maybe just sit longer, stand longer. Does it bother you when you walk at all, go upstairs or sit down your neck? Does it put any pressure? I had one client who couldn't uh, get on the treadmill because, you know, all the bopping. <laughs> yeah. Bothered uh-huh, her neck. Uh-huh. Uh, no, for me, it's, uh, I guess it would be sitting. I guess it would, because I, oh. I, I, I sit a lot, right? Okay. So I feel it. Right in between my shoulder blades. I feel it down here. I feel it in here. Mm-hmm. I've got two monitors. I'm sitting like this. I'm looking over here. You know, there's that kind yeah. of thing. Okay. So now, there is. How, it. Right. How long does it take after you sit down for the pain to start? Well, this pain starts in the morning when I wake up. So I have to like stretch. Right. I kind of stretch it out. Right. And mm-hmm. then I get into my, my routine early okay. in the morning. And so. It's very managed. So I'm not even thinking about it because I'm in my groove. It's right. usually around but, this time right now where I start to wiggle. This is okay. when I start to wiggle. Okay. So how long does it take from the time you sit down to start to feel like you got to wiggle because it hurts? Or is- it's almost instantaneous, man. I mean, seriously, like I sit down and I, you know, it's, it just like I start wiggling just to kind of like, cause I, it's almost conditioned. Yeah. Like I sit down, I immediately start to wiggle. <laughs> okay. That's fantastic. That's fantastic because we can start going like you want to give it for the first day and each day you sit longer. You want 30 seconds. You want one minute and add a minute or two to it every single day. Simple. Okay. That you're going to sit down, uh-huh. you're going to have no pain, uh-huh. and you're not going to wiggle. Okay. And see? So how much do you want to start with uh, starting tomorrow, if you want? I like a minute. One minute. Perfect. Sit for one minute. Okay? And it should have no pain. Because when you have no pain, we move to the next step, and that is to give yourself a reward. Mm. You see, subconscious, as I said, it's kind of like a little kid needs something in replacement of all the changes mm-hmm. you make to make up for it. Goes like, well, what am I getting if you if I'm not going to cause you any pain? Oh, uh-huh. If you don't do it this way, unfortunately, now there's an excellent book by Doctor by Charles Duhigg. It's called The Power of Habit. Yes, he yes. says anytime you change a habit make sure you give yourself some sort of reward because that will cement that in your mind, in your neural, neural, in your nervous system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, uh-huh. ah, I give myself this, and it's also part of, you know, the self-care we need because we let a lot of the anger, everything else build up. But to give ourselves, I was giving myself hunger nuts ice cream bar. I mean, just thinking about it, my mouth starts to water. Dude, I don't when think I, I go there. When I tell people that, they say, Fred... <laughs> I'm trying to lose weight. Right, totally. Me the ice cream. <laughs> now, the way I say you reward yourself could be one teaspoon of ice cream that you really, really relish and really, really enjoy. Or you can eat a half a gallon of ice cream and don't even feel it. So giving yourself that reward means you actually go somewhere, close the door, sit down, say, you know what? For a whole minute today, I sat down. I had no neck pain. Thank you. You're doing a great job. Now for that, you look at whatever your reward is. You really feel it. You really enjoy it. You really And have it ready at home all the time for that purpose. So what reward would you like to give yourself? 
Shit, if I bring some sugar in the house, my wife's going to kill me. Uh, <laughs> what other suggestions would you have other than that? Because sugar's an easy reward, man. That's like, that's, okay. a, that's a dopamine okay. hit. Some people say a hot bath. It has to be something you give yourself right after you achieve your goal. Dude, seriously, that, that does work. I'll try it. It can, it can it, be a piece of fruit. Uh, that's not as exciting. No. Okay, piece of no. chocolate. Just one Okay, one. all right, all right. Let's, let's. Shh. Let's let's let's. I'm gonna sneak some in. All right. Okay. Let's do ice okay. cream because I love ice cream, man. Just like yeah. everybody else, it's just it's the okay. It's, it's the what, crack. What flavor? Let's go with uh, it's a, it's this one here in in Costa Rica called Chocobon. All right. So it's just it's just a big. Ooh. It's just like this amazing chocolate ice cream that you know, it's it's the most amazing chocolate ice cream ever. Oh man, I gotta come down there. I love chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It, okay. Chocobon. How do you spell it? How do you spell it? Chocobon. Uh, Chocobon. There you go. Uh-huh. Okay. 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 Very good. So, again, also, this was a like part of it. As I said, make sure when you give that to yourself, you really enjoy it and you don't have it any other time. Got it. This is only for one teaspoon. One teaspoon. One teaspoon. Now, okay. days, if after four or five or seven days, you go like, man, you are doing awesome, man. I can sit five, 10 minutes, no pain. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give myself two teaspoons. Okay. And dream about it. Love it. So, it's all about the reward. Yeah, it is. And I ask people also keep a record of your progress. You're going to mm-hmm. forget. You're going to get busy. You're going to. You know, if if the symptom comes back or you get some other symptom, then you you scare yourself. Around five to six weeks into my recovery, which was going fantastic, all of a sudden, you know, I had this for twenty five months. You know, so uh, that's like a wow, that is like a hundred weeks. So after four or five weeks of not having it, I was like, wait a minute, what if it falls apart? And then I went over my, my, my blog. I looked at my notes. I said, no, I started here. I did this mentally. I did this. I did that. Oh, no. This is perfect. Build my confidence. Kept moving forward. So very good at it. Keep a record so that you know where you were, where you are, and where you're going. Because you got to get to that CrossFit. You got to yes. do those burpees, right? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So now I'm going to do a little bit of mental programming. We're going to have you sit back, relax, close your eyes. I want you to really, really feel what we talked about, program your mind. So the first thing I want you to do as you close your eyes, I want you to start to imagine yourself to be the rock, to be as strong, as powerful as the rock, unstoppable, full of energy, confidence, strength, that nothing can stop you. Nothing can beat you. You're going to conquer whatever is in your way. You're going to break through barriers. You're going to win and be pain-free. And as you imagine, Rock, I want you to keep telling yourself in your mind, I am confident. I'm strong. I'm pain-free. I am confident. I'm strong. I'm pain-free. And as you Say those in your mind as you feel it, feeling stronger, feeling more powerful for yourself. Imagine yourself sitting on chair, running where you are now for the computer in absolutely no pain. Absolutely feeling stronger and stronger. 
Maybe clench your fist as we're talking right now. Feel powerful. Make a serious face like you mean business. This is, has to be out of your life. You want to live a full life, strong life, unstoppable, full of beautiful, fantastic things. For the next 50 years, you want to be strong and healthy. And you're going to fight this. This is the fight of your life. And you see yourself sitting for a long time, completely pain-free, sitting comfortably in the chair, in the airplane, wherever you are, feeling good inside and strong. And for that, you give yourself a teaspoon of chocoban, a teaspoon, see it in front of you with a big smile, great job, big smile. It's in front of you. You can see it. You can smell it, that tasty smell. Ah! And then bring it slowly. Touch your lips, but don't have any. Tease yourself. Oh, this is good. This is good. I'm going to have this is only because my pain's gone for that minute or five minutes. And then imagine having that chocoban in your mouth. Imagine tasting it and telling yourself, I'm confident. I'm strong. I'm pain-free, and this is my reward. As you see that, as you smile, see yourself waking up in the morning, no pain at all, feeling great. See yourself going to CrossFit, working out a real hard workout, feeling fantastic and strong, and see yourself doing those burpees, 50 of them, one after the other, with each one getting stronger and stronger. Fantastic. So allow these thoughts go deep in your mind, in your subconscious mind. All those good feelings, record them in your conscious mind, in your subconscious mind, and carry them with you for the rest of today and for the days to come to give you strength to become even more confident, even stronger, more powerful, and pain-free. I'm going to let you enjoy those Images of power and strength and confidence for one moment. You're confident, strong, and pain-free. And I'm going to count to five. You're going to come back feeling strong and more confident than ever before that you can fight this pain and live the life you deserve. Five, four, beginning to come back up. Three, becoming more aware. Two, Becoming to reconnect with your muscles. And one. Take a nice deep breath. Wiggle your toes and fingers with a big smile. Come all the way back. Very good. How did that feel for you? Wonderful. Fantastic. Yes. Very good. Yes. Wonderful. Very good. That, Strong. Yeah, confident. And that, and you, yeah. And now you have it recorded. You can listen to it anytime you want. Absolutely. Yes. Anytime I want. And so can the listeners. Exactly, exactly. So what I recommend for people to do generally, uh, if they want to, this, I mean, I won't be surprised if just doing this will help them. But again, it's the daily thing. Make sure you keep your record and have a plan for at least two weeks, preferably for three weeks, because to break out, make a new habit takes about 21 days. Mm -hmm. So if you do it for a few days and say, oh, I'm fine, I'm done, and the pain comes back, people get disappointed. Mm -hmm. You got to keep at it continuously, just like recovery. You don't just, you know, if you have any hard time, look at the tools. If you want, you can read the chapter four of my book, which is my own recovery story. 
Chapter 6 is other stories, but also read the testimonials on fredamir.com because it gives you hope. You go like, wow, this uh, Elsa Howard from New Zealand, she got stuck on a wheelchair. She had pain everywhere. She recovered rapidly, and now she's climbing mountains. <laughs> because, really, she's a botanist, you know. You can read the stories in my on my coaching page, people that I help personally, and you see, oh, these other people with other issues recovered completely. So it gives you hope and gives you more confidence that, you know what, this is possible. But by reading, by getting this knowledge deep down, by learning it more and applying it. One of the things I did when I first learned about this, I was lying down, I couldn't do much. I started imagining blood flowing to my arms. Uh-huh. And my, mus- my muscles start twitching. I was showing it to my wife. I said, look. I just imagine blood is going to my muscles and muscles start twitching. I said, man, there is something to this. Amazing, isn't it? Quick question. Yes. Quick question. And I don't know if you're mm-hmm. okay, if you're gonna get to this or I'm ahead of the game. But here's what I'm thinking, right? Yeah. So I've got I've got the process. Okay, mm-hmm. I've got the reward. Okay, so let's say for example, tomorrow morning I wake up, okay, I've got the pain. Okay, and I come over here to sit down, right? And I say to myself, I'm going to sit down for one minute pain-free. That's my goal, right? Mm -hmm. I sit down, there's the pain, all right? So you you time it for a minute or how does that, how does that work? Good question. You should have your own podcast. You're doing great. Got to work out the details, man, the details. Very good, very good. So this is what's going to happen. Number one, the mindset is this is going to be out of your life. That's the mindset. Very important. It's going to be be out of my life. It's going to be out of your life. Pain is gone. I'm strong, I'm confident, and I'm pain-free. Yes. That's it. You have to be sure Mm -hmm. of that. When I went to start taking karate lessons, of course my elbow hurt and this hurt because I had not done it for a long time. And I was just using some areas that were not used. Did I give up? Go like, oh, that hurts. I'm not gonna. No. So as you keep moving forward, number one, your mind is set. This pain is out of my life. Number two, you need to immerse yourself in what we talked about for the next few days. Got it. You walk around. I'm confident. I'm strong. Got I'm it. Powerful. I'm yes. gonna fight you. You're driving. You're thinking about how I'm gonna fight this thing even longer. Be the rock. If Rock was in your place, he wouldn't have neck pain. No. He's too strong. Right. So you be the Rock. Hmm. 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 I'm fighting. I'm fighting. <clears throat> so because what you're doing, you're reprogramming your mind from I'm weak, I'm old, I'm sick, I'm in pain. I'm going to live with this to I'm strong, I'm powerful, I'm the Rock. I'm going to fight this thing. I'm going to win. And... That's what will start to make changes. That's why make a dream board of your of your uh, vision outcomes. board. Uh huh. Make your vision board and keep looking at it, keep dreaming about it, keep working on it. That's where I'm going. This doesn't belong to CrossFit. This doesn't belong to a man who does burpees. So you are out of my life. Okay. Yes. I like that. High five. High Strong five. Yes. High five. Very okay. Good. So just to be clear, it's yes. about the practice. First, it's the mindset. So I sit for a minute, right? 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, no matter what, I'm sitting with this bit in, in, in this, with the mindset that I have no pain. I am pain free. I am confident. I'm strong. I am pain free. I'm going to sit here for one minute, pain free. And then I'm going to reward myself with chocobone ice cream. Exactly. But you have already lived that moment 200 times before you did it. Got it. In your mind. Got it. Got it. It's, it's, yeah. folks, you yes. gotta, you gotta pay attention to this. This is the most important part of this. Yes. The visualization. Just like Olympic athletes. The visualization. You lived it yep. before you, when I went up, my goal was to go up two steps, no pain, two steps. But I had lived it in my mind got so it. many times. Yes. As yes. I walked, as I got there, I did it two, no pain, three, no pain, four, no pain. I went up the entire staircase. No pain. I was like, wow, how did I get up here? My mind was seeing, my, my eyes were seeing it. I knew I'm doing something I haven't done for months. But I was like, is this really happening? Because I had already lived it in my head yep. so many times. Perfect. So you don't want to sit and start visualizing. It's too late by right then. Got it. Got it. Okay, got so it. there, that was the vital piece, Fred. Yes, I know. That was the vital piece. (laughs) It has to live in here first. First. Yes, sir. Run it through, run it through. So day one, spend the whole Mm -hmm. day running through your mantra. I'm strong. I am confident. I am pain-free. I am sitting for one minute. I will sit for one minute pain-free, and then I will reward myself. With chocolate bun ice cream. And I run yes. this all day, all day. I walk through the, I walk tomorrow. I'm sitting down. When I wake up, yes. I will sit for one minute and I will be pain free. That's how it is. And you keep at it. Now, there were times like at the beginning, I would say, okay, I'm walking somewhere and I go, like, you know what? I'm going to count to 10 at the end of this. When I reach 10, the pain is gone. Okay? Mm. Pain wasn't gone. That's okay. I'm going to count 10 more. I'm going to count 10 more. Because my goal was clear. I'm not giving up on this thing. I'm going to keep moving forward because I have two beautiful children I want to carry in two weeks. I don't care what happens. Okay. And yes. I was seeing, yeah. you know, I was seeing results and I was coming from a place of peace and confidence. And I was changing the way I saw in my mind the pain. See, it's the power of beliefs. At one point, I believed this pain was due to structural reasons. This pain could cause me paralysis. This pain could destroy me completely physically. Now I believe this pain is just, ah, reduction of blood flow. Bring it on, man. I still hit myself on my arms, on my lap, on my neck. Come on, let's get more pain. Uh, one of the people, uh, you read his story, uh, his uh, story in chapter six of my book, he was in two car accidents. I mean, this stuff works even if you have a physical uh, injury. But this pain after recovery from the actual accident had become chronic because actual physical pain can become a condition response. Of course. So he had it for years and he had the perfect personality to have uh, this condition, which is called tension myositis or myoneural syndrome, basically tense muscle syndrome, for short TMS, TMS. So he had this. But it's the first time I heard he was sleeping separate from his wife, uh, who just married, because he's sleeping on the floor. The pain was so bad. He said, I hold the phone. My arm goes numb. I have to put it down. All kinds of stuff. So, but he was in, he was very motivated to get well. He was really excited when I told him what he needs to do. He starts recovering very quickly. 
People were shocked. He went on a trip. He carried luggages, everything. But one day he came, he said, you know what? My, my hand actually is turning blue from pain. The reduction of blood flow was so much, mm-hmm. his hand was turning blue. And I told him, well, did you do the reward? Did you do this? He said, yeah. I said, well, you know, sometimes you got to scare the pain away. I said, really? I said, yeah. Just hit it or, or pick a needle and say, you know what? You don't go away. I'm going to give you a pain that you don't believe. And he said, the pain went away. I said, yeah. <laughs> don't. Be scared of the pain. Don't let it frustrate you. Don't let you make you angry. I was excited. Whenever part of me started hurting me, I'm like, all right, bring it on, man. I'm not afraid of you anymore. Now, you asked a question earlier, and that was a very good question. What do you do with all the stuff you're angry about, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. If you don't get along with your spouse, if your parents are putting too much pressure on you or all these other stuff. So I wrote... The last chapter of my book, chapter seven, The Road to Wellness, mm-hmm. talking about the issues. Because when you go through an experience like this, you want to see what are the lessons you learn from this. Yes. What are the learnings? I learned, yeah, I learned I need to be more flexible in how I solve problems. I have to look for better solutions. All the solutions I had before apparently were not working. Uh-huh. So I started, well, I had to start to learn how to communicate. I had to understand how men and women are different in mm-hmm. their ways of thinking and communication, what she needs, what I needed to be mm-hmm. able to sit down, to be able to talk about issues without getting upset or angry and communicate better. I had to let my mm-hmm. parents know that I can't be the only child doing everything for them. There are other children, and we need to divide up the work. Otherwise, constantly would be, Fred, you take care of this. Fred, you know. The one with the least resistance, and I always do want to help my parents, but I realized, you know, it's killing me. And so I start setting some limits. I start to draw some boundaries. Wasn't easy at first, but you know, it reached a point where, hey, no pain, no problems, healthy. So that's the thing where you start to realize that, you know what, your body is the best indicator of the situation. Yes. That's the symptom. Your mind may go like, oh, this is fine. Ooh. I'm the rock. I'm rocky. I'm handling it. But all of a sudden, where did this come from? I'm not handling it properly. I need to find a better solution. Beautiful. This, this, I'm a coach. Mm -hmm. I'm a coach. And so what I learned here, right, is just a beautiful addition to part of what I already do, which is in many cases, they're in so much pain that they're soothing themselves with drugs and alcohol, right? What I discover is all this unresolved childhood trauma, Mm -hmm. lots of unresolved anger issues, bitterness, resentment, frustration, anger, overwhelm, you name it, right? I'm focusing on what I don't want. And so this makes total sense that I Mm -hmm. become this the the one child that does everything that I can I'm the one that they can count on. I don't want to be the one that they count on. My body just my body finds the solution. Shut down. Yes. And so at the, at the end of the day, once you've got all this going for you and you've worked through the pain, mm-hmm. it all boils down to limits, boundaries and effective communication. That's at the end of the day, 
When you learn how to communicate effectively with your wife, with your children, with your family, with your parents, especially because they put all that shit in you, right? Yeah. Once that starts to, and you draw very strong boundaries, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, and a tremendous amount of weight starts to lift because your confidence goes up. Your self-respect goes up. Your dignity goes up. You're no longer a doormat. You're no longer, mm-hmm. it's all, this is all just, it's so beautifully laid out. Makes all the sense in the world. Your body will shut itself down to save you. Exactly. Exactly. Well put. Beautiful. And one of the things I tell my clients is just speak your mind. Yeah, absolutely. You don't have to. Yeah, you don't have to yell. You don't have to no. scream. You just say, you know what? I'm not comfortable about this. People, half the time, people don't know how much pressure they're putting on you. Yes. And they think, well, he or she did it before. She's been doing it all these years. What a big deal, you know? They say, you know what? I don't like this. I'm not comfortable with it. And they're like, wow. And you don't have to get angry. But I think just saying what's on your mind, it releases a lot of tension. Absolutely. Absolutely. Beautiful. This is great. This is, this, this actually, even this, when we're talking about this process, right? A lot, this is all symptomatic. The pain Mm -hmm. is a symptom of an underlying issue. Yep. So is drinking. So is drugs. So is, you know, all these different things. If we apply the same principles, you can get the same results. What's the outcome I want? What is it that I visualize? What's my reward? Because right now, my reward is the drugs and the alcohol. What's my new reward? Right? I love that book, The Power Habit. Fantastic oh, yeah. book. It goes very deep into how, and it all, it talks about the emotional response. We're all tied into an emotional response. Fred. Yeah, yeah. Dude, this has been mind blowing. But the best part is so much of it is so clear. And, and a lot of it has to do with it's so similar to what we're already doing. And, and guys, if you're wondering why it's so easy for me to kind of just go along with what, you know, Fred gave me the instructions. But a lot of times we're so afraid to look silly, to look ridiculous, to, to take these action steps, right? Um, that's what we did when we were, if you're wondering what we were doing in UPW for four days, just imagine doing what Fred and I were doing for four days straight, Okay. And it was just about, right? Activating the blood flow, right? Breathing, right? Learning to breathe effectively, learning to move the body effectively, learning to change your state, to go into peak state, to get into that, to, to be able to take action from whatever it is you're going to do, walking into the office, walking on a stage to do a presentation, you know, taking a test, being in a competition, whatever the case may be. Your mental state and the outcome that you want is what the the winner the winners are focused on winning. They're focused on what what they expect, so they come in with a different mindset. I'm going to win this. I'm going to get an A. I'm going to crush it. Mm-hmm. And it changes your physiology changes, so your emotional state changes. Yeah, and the decisions you make and how you approach it, the solutions you come up with are going to be totally different. Yes. Then when you're down and feel like a victim and why is this happening to me? Yeah, I have a, uh, what I call TMS, that's tension myositis syndrome, triggers. 
I have a question if, if those are interested to kind of understand better because we have certain personality traits that I've seen the past 25 years I've been coaching people that can actually bring on the tension and the pain. Yes. So they can click on it, take the questionnaire, but it just gives them a sense like worrying is on top of the list. It's very common if we get this kind of pain, they worry a lot. They, they imagine a terrible future. Instead of creating their future already with these kind of outcomes, they're already expecting a terrible future. Yeah, the negative point, thought yeah. patterns. They yeah. play with negative thoughts mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. My childhood was like this, why people are like mm-hmm. that, da, 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 da. So all this pessimism, negative thoughts, all of these things that start, or self-pity, oh, poor me, poor me, all of this victim mindset will create all the tension mm-hmm. <clears throat> instead of feeling in charge. And I've done over the years, I've looked for quick, easy ways that you can work on these things. That's why a lot of time within like four weeks, depending on what's going on with the person, four weeks, they, people see great improvement in their pain, in the negative thinking. Uh, I had a Hollywood client who was plagued with negative thoughts. You know, um, he read my book. He just you know, the questions you were asking. He wasn't sure about something. So yeah. he contacted me. I coached him. The next day, he started making a lot of improvement. I said, okay, we need to build up, train your mind to become more positive, get rid of negative. So I, I gave him one technique, how to get rid of the negative thoughts. He's like, you know what? I have been through psychoanalysis, cognitive therapy. Yep. Did you name the therapy? I've done it. None of them got rid of the negative thoughts until I started doing what you do. Because my point is you got to work on the subconscious level. Correct. Absolutely. And, and lot, a lot of the stuff we do, as long as it's on the subconscious level, you're negative, you're sad, all this stuff's going on, and consciously you keep saying, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy. Well, it'll do a little bit, but you haven't changed the emotional stored negative stuff in there. Yeah, because identi- yeah, you, you have to identify the actual negative language because it'll it'll it it has clues. It'll give mm-hmm. you example. If I'm I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy about what? Okay. It's more like, oh, I'm such an idiot. Okay, so where did that come from? And what was the circumstances around where that statement came from? Oh, I made a mistake. I've been saying I'm an idiot and I just made a mistake, but a mistake is could be something that I failed at, but a failure is just an opportunity to learn. So what am I going to learn here? Oh, I'm obviously mm-hmm. here to learn something. It's you it, you have to understand first of all what exa- the, you know, you have to take the event and you have to take the negative language. And then there's some reframing or scripting. We could go on for days, Fred. We don't have the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But we're on the same page, right? So here's what oh, we're yeah. going to do. Here's what we're going to do. Folks, okay. if you want to reach out to Fred, Fred, please give us the best way to contact you, how to get to that quiz, right? How to, mm-hmm. Everything that we just, the book, everything. Tell us the best right. way to connect with you um, and get all your resources. Easiest way is go to fredamir.com, F-R-E-D-A-M-I-R.com. On the homepage, you can opt in and watch the two videos. Pain facts your doctor may not tell you. Beautiful. Because once they show you that image of a herniated disc or a torn meniscus <laughs> or rotator cuff, you know, it becomes so scary. People can't think it. anymore. Right. So take a look at that. I cover all of those in those videos. And then you can take the TMS triggers questionnaire. Yes. You can go through it. Because see, if you, if you do that and you go like, Oh man, my worrying is like a 10 out of 10. I need to work on worrying less. 
you know, so you get a sense of what it is that's really affecting you that you can start working on that reduces tension and pain. And then, as I said, you know, look over, we've got uh, the online courses, we've got um, testimonials to give you more hope and you can email me through the website and I'll be happy to get back to you or my assistant will get back to you. Um, and also you can get on my, look me up on Facebook if you wanted to uh, take a look at my Facebook page. But again, what I tell people is don't sit around, take massive action. If what you heard today made a little bit of sense to you, because your subconscious is watching your actions and your words. You can say all you want, but if you don't take any action, where's it going? You know, and take massive action. You know, massive, I love the story yes. of uh, Hannah uh, Mirmiran. You know, she went to all this recovery stuff, but until she started to take boxing lessons, yes, take some serious action, that's when your her mind said, like, oh man, this is a tough woman. Now, I'm not saying you go out there and take boxing lessons. I mean, get out there and start taking action. Could be sitting longer, could be taking a power walk, could be just whatever it is around the house that you're avoiding. But step by step, every day, do a little bit more and go like, I am fighting this thing and I'm going to win. I love it. I love it. Folks, this is gold. This will all be listed on the show notes all of Fred's contact information, the website, it'll all be listed. So go to the show notes. Uh, I'll even have the link. I'll find the link to that questionnaire and have it easy for you guys to find. Wow. All right. Is there any one suggestion? You just gave it, basically. But is there any one last thing that you want to say to our listeners? One thing I want to say, and I found it very helpful when I read it, the one book, and I know a lot of people, because of childhood trauma, start having issues. And I think reading this book really helped me grow as a person. And I found my clients who read it um, really find it helpful, deal with their childhood issues. I had one client who had stopped talking to his mother since age 14 mm-hmm. because he was a she filed for divorce. When he read this book, he grew so much. He took her out for lunch for the first time, bought her a gift. Because until we grow, we can't expect our parents to be the parents we want. Correct. And it's called Bad Childhood, Good Life Ooh. by Dr. Laura Schlesinger. Because she is the, she's mainly talking about the importance of taking responsibility for your happiness and growing as a person. You cannot go through life constantly blaming others for your problems. That victim mindset causes you to feel ungrateful. Yes. Causes you to feel bad. Yes. Causes you to constantly look for happiness in other things. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So do yourself this favor. Learn, learn, learn. There are solutions out there. And I wish your listeners the best of health and a rapid recovery. Dude, I love it. Fred, thank you so much for joining us. I love that. Really enjoyed it. Me too, man. Me too. Far exceeded my expectations. (laughs) (laughs) Hope so. (laughs) All right, folks. We've now reached the end of our show. Thanks for joining us. And as we say here in Costa Rica, Pura Vida. Pura Vida. Thank you for joining us on the Share Recovery Podcast. To check out the show notes page on this interview or to thank our guests for sharing their story, go to www.thesharepodcast.com. While you're on the website, don't forget to sign up for our free newsletter to stay up to date on the latest news, podcasts, and interviews. Want to be one of our guests and share your story? Then go to our website and click on the Share Your Story button. 
We share our inspiring recovery stories every Tuesday. So subscribe to our show on iTunes or Stitcher Radio to get your free weekly download. We'll see you then. The opinions shared on this show reflect those of the individual speaker and not of any 12-step fellowship as a whole. And though we discuss 12-step recovery and the impact it had in our lives, we do not promote or endorse any 12-step anonymous program.